0: This is Entrepriser, where we explore the journey of successful leading entrepreneurs, how they think, act and grow. On today's show, Christian Curcio, founder of 500 Digital Media, one of the largest ad producers in the country. Melissa Yu, director of leading international event management company MCO Events, and a lawyer who works alongside startups, ASX-listed companies and everything in between. Rex Afrasiabi of MA Legal they're joined by an entrepreneur whose skincare company is selling product every 22 seconds that's manny Barbas from alias skin on Entrepriser.
1: manny welcome to the show
2: thank you for having me
1: first questions first what does Entrepriser mean to you
2: so when i think of entrepriser, um i think of a lifestyle um, a lifestyle of of freedom but also of you know ups and downs essentially around building a brand or a product that you can be proud of. Um, but for me, ultimately, I think about freedom in being able to you know, work your own hours. Um, and yeah, it's essentially a lifestyle of, of building something that you can be proud of and you put your heart and soul into. Manny,
3: you've got a tremendous story. Before liar there's a couple of other things you've, you've, you've done, and I want to hear a little bit, a little, little bit about the stepping stones towards that. But liar. five hundred thousand customers, five thousand retailers, four hundred orders in a single day. Oh
1: my this God! Is, I thought you were talking about the whole career.
3: No, no this no. is just in liar. Tell us about your starting story. You started. I understand you started from twenty-two. Yeah, so actually my, um, my
2: career in, in e-commerce and entrepreneurship started when I was about 17 uh, in high school. So it started off with um, me importing iPhone cases that had battery charges in them and selling them out of my lockers at school. Um, I even had the teachers coming up to me, buying them, the students. Um, and from there, that's where I built my first sort of brand. Uh, that was called Pack. That was sort of a business where I learned a lot about, you know, what not to do and what to do. Um, And from there I went on and built a watch and accessories company um, when I'd left school. Um, We exited that business after the first year. And again, that was about learnings for me. Um, What can we, what did we do right? And what did we do wrong? From there I had a a teeth whitening brand. Um, We started a charcoal teeth whitening brand. Um, And again, that was was a short business. It was only around for seven months and then we exited. Um, After that, we had a bit of cash flow from exiting those two businesses. And James, my co-founder and I, he was also my best friend in high school. We came together to start Alias Skin, um, which started from one product, which was the hero product, the pink clay mask. After seeing the success of that and how many um, female customers were emailing us saying, guys, this is changing my life. You know, we we knew we were onto something. So from there we wanted to build a skincare brand from that product. Um, And from then it's just been about entering new markets, entering retail stores, and developing the range.
4: Can I ask, why skincare? I was already
2: selling uh, female skincare products. James is also in e-commerce. We saw a gap in the market. Did you work together beforehand? Uh, We didn't work together beforehand, but in high school we always promised each other that we would end up working together. James and I have different qualities and skills that we're good at, so we knew that combining those two would lead to a great outcome. So why female skincare? Like I said, we we saw a gap in the market. Um, There wasn't too many brands doing it at that time. Um, We launched with the single product and we were blown away by the success. Um, We couldn't believe it. We put a lot of effort into developing um, a formula that was different to what people already had on the market. Um, And like I said, it was just about introducing new products that complemented that single product so we could develop a skincare regime. You've had multiple
4: Businesses before 22 and before Mm. what you're doing now and your success. And you failed and you kept, not failed, but you had your stumbling blocks and you kept moving forward. What Mm. motivated you after? Like the first couple didn't go Mm. quite to plan. How did you keep pushing forward? Of
2: course. Well, I mean, look, you know, entrepreneurship is not easy. Um, People often think it is easy, but it's not, you know. Um, And of course, it has its ups and downs. But my mindset around that is I love the failures because you learn something from it. And then you don't make those same mistakes again. You know, everybody thinks your journey is um, is a trajectory of upwards, but it's not. You know, you've got to be realistic. And I'm okay with failures and, and hiccups along the way. It's part of the process.
3: And with those, my experience has been that the, those challenges continue. The hardest part's getting started, but that once you've gotten started, that that doesn't necessarily mean it's a recipe for success for the rest. We've seen a lot of businesses do really well throughout the COVID period. Some not so well you guys have uh, you've built your brand out of online ads you've then springboarded that and actually now got it into stores that's like every e-commerce business's dream we did start with a mass marketing approach so
2: we were sending out to thousands of micro influencers a month at the start at the start it was a thousand a week um and we were seeing a great return from that so we wanted to get the product in the hands of as many people as we could legitimate, genuine people that fit within our demographic. So we could get not only posts, but reviews and feedback on what they thought of the product. And what better way to market a product than have people that are in your demographic marketing it for you. Um, So that's the approach we took. And like you said, we we did springboard off the back of Facebook ads, Instagram ads. Um, We were across all social channels. We grew tremendously in COVID. People were at home, self-care item. Um, it was crazy the growth that we experienced. Fast forward to now, you know, we've we've had to take a different approach. So thinking about offline marketing, you know, cushion where you come in through your business and yeah, looking at of, looking at it as more of a, a whole approach, not just relying on social media anymore. You know, how do we get the product in stores and how do we get the product off the shelves once they're in stores um, and things like that.
1: You've built a great community though. Like the online presence, it's all those other girls wearing it, promoting it, and then reviewing it, and then their community following through as well. So that word of mouth piece has been tremendous for you guys.
2: Absolutely, yeah. We, we did want to build a community from the get go. We know that skincare is a competitive niche, That's customers true. shop around. But what I've found is that when you build a community around a brand, it keeps customers loyal to your brand. You know, so we've got, as an example, a private Facebook group with like 30,000 members in it. Um, Women who talk about not just skincare, but about personal things. They help each other out and communicate about things that are going on in their life. And that's mind blowing to see. you know, I signed in the other day, I haven't been in there for maybe five, six months, the girls manage it at work. Um, and it was really interesting to see what goes on in that group. Um, it's really a supportive <laughs> community. Is, is, is it, a, is it, it
3: appropriate, uh, Manny? Or? Yeah, yeah, it's appropriate. <laughs> it's,
2: it's really just a community of women who support each other, on whether it be things to do with relationships or skin problems or confidence and, and things like that. Um, so we're really proud that we can not only provide a high-quality product, um, but also build a community that women love to be a part of as well.
1: Women want to look good, feel good, and if you can provide them that supportive space as well, online, offline and with their skincare routine, I think you've just absolutely hit the market.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We've also we also utilise that group and we talk to our customers and I ask them, you know, what do you want to see yeah. from us? Because we know that to be successful we need to provide a product that not what James and I think is good. what, what do our audience and customers want? Um, so we do polls in the group about what we should launch next and we get thousands of people letting us know, giving us feedback. We also send out testers for new upcoming product launches to women in that group and, and VIP, we, we call them customers. Um, so it's really amazing to see the input and how passionate some of the customers are and you know it feels like they're included in the brand, which is exactly what we want.
4: So what's the future hold? What's the next step for you
2: guys? So the future for us is really to continue to expand that range provide, you know, maybe different sort of products than what we've got in terms of, do we go to body, do we go to hair? No, I can't say what we're gonna do, but all I can oh. say is stay tuned. We have some really exciting things in the works, maybe even for the opposite sex as well. Ooh, cool, nice. that exciting. Manny, what advice would you give your younger self if you were to do it all again? The advice I'd give to my younger self is be patient. Um, don't expect things to happen overnight. And when things are going really well, don't take your foot off the pedal, don't get complacent. Um, and I guess that ties into you know the the mindset that I have, and it's something that I learned, You know, like even with COVID, things were going so well, and we could feel ourselves getting a little bit complacent, because I feel like if you give something your all, um, and you find a way, and you can problem solve, it will work.
0: That's the story of Manny Barbers, the entrepreneur behind one of Australia's fastest growing skincare brands, Elias Skin. But what does Manny and our expert panel have to say on this episode's talking point, growth mindset? What do you think a growth
1: mindset is and is it essential to be an entrepreneur?
2: Of course, yeah, I definitely think it's essential um, and for me personally it's something that's developed over time since I started. Growth mindset to me means never being complacent with where you're at, but also being smart enough to realise that you have to grow at an appropriate pace for your business and for yourself. You know, for me, I learnt along the way um, throughout my journey. and. Each time I learned something new, that propelled me forward, whether it be through failures or successes. Um, But for me, it means thinking outside the box. How can we do things that other people aren't doing, other businesses aren't doing? And how can we maximise our efforts out of, you know, whether it be a a marketing activity or, or something like that? I couldn't
4: agree with you more and the opposite to a growth mindset I suppose is a fixed mindset yes. and not having that mm. vision not having the, the courage even to take that first step because you see a lot of people have great ideas but they've got a fixed mindset and they won't take that first step or they want someone to back them or they're going to a partnership not because of um, they're bringing something attributing something to the partnership but because they can't do it by themselves so yeah you know, that mindset is fundamental and any successful business or
3: entrepreneur, so it's really kind of uh, understanding that I find that there's never problems, there's always solutions, and those solutions are what take you on the path for forever learning.
2: Hundred um, percent, yeah.
3: And and I think you need to
2: be adaptable as well, yeah. right? You know, things the last are
1: two gonna, years have shown us that. <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah. You know, whether it be through COVID or, you know, a particular marketing effort is not working as well as it used to be. When these problems come up, it's really about taking a breather and problem solving. You know, I've found that getting stressed out and stuff, it doesn't help. Um, If you can problem solve, and there's always a solution. It's just about thinking hard enough and getting creative in the way that you think and being adaptable to what's going on. But you
4: see, even through COVID, certain businesses didn't do well. They Mm. just sat on their hands. They didn't... Mm adapt to the marketplace and it's still adapting, it's still changing.
3: That's a real really funny one. When COVID first launched I don't even know that I've told you guys this before we lost 100% of our business immediately. Well long story short uh, that lasted about 48 hours before we had pretty much all of our clients come back stronger than ever we've had some record breaking sales for all the ones that could trade, obviously some couldn't Uh, And then that springboarded into another opportunity where we won a lot more business from our competitors who took the approach that was, well, you know, I'm just going to sit and wait uh, because it's not worth it for the amount of money I'm getting for what we're doing for these things. And our approach was let's go and get them all and help everyone because that help, once things turn around for them, will hopefully mean some customers for life for us. That was our uh, approach. Um, I
2: I think it gave a lot of businesses the opportunity to slow down and look at a lot of different areas of their business that they may have previously overlooked. As I say, there's pros and cons to everything. So in that period, it did allow businesses to look at the foundation, how can we make things better for the future, because this is going to be a temporary thing, COVID, right? Um, We were really fortunate enough that we did grow. Um, But one mistake we made is I felt ourselves getting a little bit complacent Um, Because we were growing so quickly, you know, through ads and things like that. People were at home, females wanted a self-care item, a clay mask in the bath, you know, anything to unwind and and relax during a pretty stressful time for a lot of people. One thing I took away from it is, again, it was that complacency and and that's why I referred back to that about my younger self. It's also growing
4: pains. Every time you grow and it's grow at a fast pace, you have this growing pace. Is it complacency or just you have to adapt with it as you grow?
2: I think it was a little bit of both. Um, We weren't really ready for the growth Mm. that we experienced during COVID. Um, It was crazy. I remember the first day of lockdown, our sales doubled. And then the next day they doubled again. And it followed suit for a week. Um, We were doing revenue that we dreamed of when we launched the business on a daily basis. But then, you know, after the lockdown's finished, it was like, oh no, what's happening to the revenue? You know, because ads weren't converting as much. and I've got to be honest about these things, right, because this may help another business owner. And for me, it was about, and James, was about strategizing, okay, how do we maintain that growth? But how do we be realistic in what we expect after a
3: period like COVID where ads were converting like crazy? That time, whether you were succeeding or not, I think was pretty stressful for, for most Um and I know we've had some offline chats many about it and you and James have actually taken that because a lot of entrepreneurs, like I found, there was nothing else to do so you just worked, and that's really good but then you get that fatigue, stress and whatnot that comes with that. Mm. You guys have gone and actually done something about that to help a lot of other entrepreneurs. Mm. What have you do you done? want to tell us? Yeah, you know, what is, is there Another I'm curious. Share, share a little bit about Bloom.
2: Yeah, sure, of course. So um, James and I, you know, mental health's really important to both of us. Um, we know how hard it is being an entrepreneur, the ups and downs, the stresses, and a lot of people see what's on the outside and what they see on social media, but they don't realise what entrepreneurs go through on a daily basis. And Do you know what, sorry to interrupt you, but it's lonely at the top that saying that it's learning at the top people don't understand because they figure, go oh you drive this or you do this they don't realize it's a
1: highlight reel right it's a yeah. highlight reel. exactly it's a right
2: that's why right. it's called a highlight yeah. reel and you can put up there what you want people to see but not a lot of people see what really goes on and what stresses we face as entrepreneurs on a day-to-day basis you know james and i actually decided to invest in a mental health app called bloom it's a product that I use personally on a daily basis. Essentially, it's a library of meditations and yoga exercises, and I've implemented that into my daily routine. It helps me really get grounded, especially in the mornings and, and after work. Um, because, yeah, it is. It's a stressful life. you know. Of course, it has its pros, but it's, it is stressful on a day-to-day basis, and not, not a lot of people see that.
4: Is it like in a car, can listen to on the way to work or do I need to yeah. like so a s- handstand? There's or- so many
1: different things because um, I have used that as well. There's like three minute meditations. You can do breath work. You can, yeah, you select like all these different ones if yoga or something is what yeah, um, you helps can, you. Yeah.
2: yeah, you can journal as well. You can journal on a daily basis. Um, the flower blooms as you meditate. Um, so it's pretty cool. It's interactive. But yeah, it's really amazing. You know, I never thought something like meditation would help me. Um, until I tried it, and yeah, the benefits for me have been amazing, and I know thousands of people that use the app are experiencing the same thing. Is it about getting out of that, your mental state, going to a different mental? Yeah.
1: I think it's about being present Absolutely. It's really helped me
2: be present, and I've noticed a big difference with me in the office. Even though I interact with staff, how I am in meetings, I'm able to talk more calmly and breathe while I'm talking and really slow down. And that's something that I needed when I started entrepreneurship because it was so exciting, you know, let's do this, let's do this. But I never took a moment to pause and be present and think about where I'm actually at and where I want to go. Um, so it's helped me in many ways.
1: Well, I feel like you're definitely going places. The businesses have grown, you've grown and matured as an entrepreneur. Um, I wish we had more time with you, but um, I think that might wrap it up. But thank you so much for joining oh, thank
2: us. Thank you so much for
3: having me. Thank you, man. Thanks,
0: That's a wrap on Entrepriser. Check out more content or join the community via our social channels as we explore the journeys of successful leading entrepreneurs right here on Entrepriser.